This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture. Hello, you're listening to Frontrunner, and I'm Sophie Whiteman, a farm trader working with Frontier's Western sales team. As always, our market update has been written by experts across the business. Before we begin, a word on market prices and trading. Markets can be volatile and move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. My Farm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With the MyFarm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates, and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Let's get started with this week's report. Wheat Markets Today's Wheat Update has been written by Assistant Commercial Manager Jacob Deuce. Jacob notes that it has been a relatively quiet trade week, with a lot of Europe out of the market for All Saints Day on Wednesday. The Marché à Terme International de France remained open, but it was very quiet. The London International Financial Futures and Options May 24 wheat closed on the 27th of October at £197.65 per tonne. This week, London futures hit a high of £199 per tonne on Monday, followed by a low of £192 per tonne on Tuesday, before recovering to £196.40 per tonne last night. This is a net change of minus £1.25 per tonne since last Friday night. Matif May 24 wheat futures followed a similar pattern, but in a much tighter band. Last Friday, it closed at €240.25 per tonne. Futures hit lows of €237 per tonne on Tuesday and recovered to €239.50 per tonne last night, meaning these figures didn't quite beat last Friday's high. In terms of the UK-French spread, Matif works out at approximately £210 for 11.5% protein wheat, a premium of around £13.68 to Liffey. Looking at these figures, it's clear to see why UK wheat isn't competitive for export, even against French wheat, let alone that of Black Sea origin. The difference between Liffey Old and Newcop is something to watch. The gap between November 23 and November 24 is a huge £23 per tonne as of last night. May 24 to November 24 is currently at £9.70 per tonne. Trade continues through the Black Sea Export Corridor with Ukrainian wheat exports for July to October put at 4.5 million tonnes, 8% less than the same period last year. Interestingly, whale volume has increased, supplying Pivdeni, Odessa and Chornomosk ports with wheat to fill the arriving ships. Based on the ships that are due to arrive, it's reported that the current focus is on corn exports rather than wheat. Earlier in the week, Tunisia bought four 25,000-tonne shipments of soft wheat, thought to be of Russian origin, for delivery in November-December at the $270 per tonne marker. 
Russia continues to offer 12.5% protein milling wheat at around $230 per tonne, which is still $10 per tonne cheaper than Baltic supply and $19 per tonne cheaper than German supply. During the second half of the week, there were claims that Russian planes had been dropping explosives onto shipping lanes, but vessels continue to transit slowly. Further delays could impact this passage through, as Ukraine plans to make it mandatory for all exporting companies to complete registrations in order to prevent tax evasion via cash deals. The increase in revenue is much needed for the country's defence against Russia. Ukraine's Ministry of Agrarian Policy and Food has recently reduced its winter wheat planting forecast by 2.9%. The weather continues to cause chaos for growers across Europe. This week saw the arrival of Storm Kieran, which battered northwest France, the Channel Islands and southern England with torrential rain and winds in excess of 100 miles per hour. Soils are already saturated in many areas, putting great strain on newly drilled winter crops and causing significant delays for those trying to get more winter crops drilled. French winter wheat plantings are now 62% complete. Elsewhere, Central Europe and Southern Russia are very dry. As it stands, weather is putting stress on winter plantings across large areas of Europe, with conditions either being too wet or too dry. UK consumer demand remains slow, with destinations for UK feed wheat still scarce this side of Christmas. With around 1 million tonnes of surplus wheat in the country and very little shipped, mainly due to wheat of Black Sea origin being much cheaper value for the buyer, it's hard to see a bullish domestic market at the moment. As winter plantings continue to struggle against adverse weather conditions, it could push growers into an increased percentage of spring cropping. Barley Markets Today's barley update has been written by Grain Product Manager Jonathan Hoyland. Jonathan says that in the absence of any export demand at prices that are competitive with domestic sales values, all UK ex-farm feed barley values are currently derived from what merchants can sell internally. This means that even Cambridgeshire farm feed barley is heading north and west, and Kent barley is heading into the West Country. While barley from central England has always ended up in the northwest to a degree, it is much more extreme this year. With an exportable surplus of feed barley still to sell, the question remains, how long can the domestic market suck up the supply? We estimate that this can be achieved until Easter, but thereafter we will need export markets to take the surplus. These will need to rise by £10 per tonne to maintain today's forward values, which currently looks like it will be difficult to achieve. Prices rose last week due to buying interest from Danish merchants who realised that their supply of usable malting barley was less than predicted around a month ago. The Danes had to buy back barley already sold, which drove the market up by €13 per tonne. This, combined with the supply losses in the south of England due to germination failures and the confirmation of a poor Swedish crop, helped change the sentiment for what was a gently declining price. The EU supply and demand balance sheet is very tight, but this does not mean ever-rising prices. Growers with unsold quantities are keen to lock in and move grain that is historically a high premium over feed barley. Price moves over the next few months will require demand from brewers if these new higher levels are to be sustained. Given ongoing concerns about the wet weather prohibiting winter cereal sowing, attention has turned to spring crop opportunities. Scotland has largely achieved its intended sowing of winter crops, especially in the Scottish borders, so there won't be much of an increase in spring crops there. 
The English spring molting barley area will probably rise to a degree, but at this stage it's not clear by how much. If you're a grower facing these challenges and unsure of the best course of action, questions to ask yourself are, how long do I wait to sow more winter cereals? Should I put part of the farm into a countryside stewardship or sustainable farming incentive scheme with the current payments available? Are oats and pulses a better option? What are my chances of achieving malting quality or should I try and grow a high yielding crop of spring barley as feed? Oilseeds Markets Today's Oilseed Rape Update has been written by Oilseed Product Head James Needham, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. James mentions that the rumoured closure of the Black Sea Export Corridor helped rapeseed prices recover from recent lows. However, evidently, this proved to be inaccurate, with multiple vessels reportedly leaving safely via this route. The market retreated on news of the continued flow and gave European crushers confidence there would be little disruption to seed from the Black Sea. Another current key feature is the expected Australian harvest, which looks likely to meet production expectations. Whilst not as high as last year, which was 6.7 million tonnes, there remains a significant surplus of rapeseed which will push into Europe to find additional demand. Supportive aspects of the oilseed complex remain to be the delayed plantings of soybeans in central and northern Brazil. In other areas of Brazil, there are more replantings than usual, which could compromise final yields. If these conditions continue, global soybeans will likely see some significant price benefit, which could help support other oilseeds and their products. Soybean, and more recently Canadian canola oil, continue to see increasing uses of feedstock in US biodiesel production. Recent environmental investigation agency figures show record production in August 23, a figure the global oilseeds trade will keep an eye on, which will add overall demand. Pulses Markets Today's Pulses update has been written by trainee grain trader Harry Bulmer, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. Harry says that prices continue to hold firm in the bean market and there are high premiums still to be made over wheat, even as short merchants start to settle with their aggressive buying. The UK domestic market remains strong and we're already starting to see an impact to demand as a result of the consumer drive to replace soya. Even with no signs of fresh export demand, the UK market has enough demand to support current prices. However, with cheap EU beans and relatively low-priced mid-range proteins, it's difficult to see prices rising much further. They could even fall from their current highs as we progress into the new year. Fertiliser Markets Today's fertiliser update has been written by Finley Hawkins, who's a fertiliser business development manager in the South. Finley states that the urea market has been quieter this week as traders and manufacturers await news on forward gas supplies for European producers. In Egypt, several producers have had gas supply reduced or have turned off production for two to five days, although this could extend further. Gas suppliers believe this is to ensure that demand from the power generation market is met. Confirmed shipments and movements continue to be announced following the recent Indian tender volume, with some speculation still around the agreed Chinese volume from earlier tenders. There has been updated import sales statistics indicating that China is well above its three-year average on sales imports to the country. Traders will be watching this due to the supply-demand effect on global urea production. 
ammonia continues to trade at higher numbers, admittedly in small parcels across the globe. Although both UK and imported ammonium nitrate options remain relatively unaffected in the UK market, it would appear that importers have recognised the demand from growers for later delivery options. Thus, we have started to see nitrogen and nitrogen sulphur product options for post-Christmas delivery. As expected, liquid suppliers have increased their pricing to reflect the increase in raw material costs. This doesn't put liquid buyers at a disadvantage as a liquid spring offer still shows value when compared to ammonium nitrate options for spring delivery. The UK fertiliser market continues to see a conversion from solid to liquid as growers look to improve accuracy and on-farm efficiency. The UK fertiliser market is now 20-30% to liquid fertiliser. As expected, we have recently seen DAP increase, with further rises likely as we head towards the end of the year. There has been no movement on straight TSP yet, but we may see small incremental moves upward. Phosphate and potash grades such as 02626 have moved up by varying amounts, depending on the phosphate content of the grade. There are no changes to report on muriate of potash at this stage. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 3rd of November 2023. Thank you to Jacob, Jonathan, James, Harry and Finley for their insights. We hope you'll join us again next week for another grain market update. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch with us by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.